Welcome to episode 107. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, for Actors 2020 Podcast. This is part two of a two-part series on Joe Ryan III, this incredible young man. We're going to talk about his 1879 album. We're going to get into the business of music and how to get paid. We're going to talk about his clothing line. And we're also going to talk about how he gives back to communities with his keynote speaking. We're going to talk about his docu-series and much more. Now let's continue with Joe Ryan Third, Part 2. I hate to do this to you, Joe, but what is your favorite song from your 1879 album? Wow, that's a hard one, man. It's kind of like asking me to pick what, which one is my, my kids I love the most, man. I mean, uh, it's, it's so hard to choose because they all mean something in a certain way. But one of my, ah, man, if I had to choose a record to talk about, I would say, man, it's it's a tie between Woman and All I Want Is You. Because yep. on one hand, Woman is the epitome of what I think this era is in, the lyrical content of asking, begging the question, Woman, why are you afraid? Why do you degrade yourself? Because you just want to feel a little better. You know, it just speaks to the confidence of what I think women need on the job mm-hmm. force, in relationships, so many different areas of life. And you know of course i'm about women empowerment so that kind of helps just make that special to me and then all i want is you because uh not just because it went number five in japan over john legends all of me and all these things but because my children were the first my two sons and my daughter were the first ones to call me and let me know that that song was on tv because they were watching they love teen titans go so they were the ones who blew the whistle to let me know hey the song is playing on tv right now in a moment like that to have where your children can, you know, because it's hard for my kids, man. I, I tell people all the time, my three children that live in Wisconsin, Jalen, Joe, and, uh, and Jada, you know, they're stronger than I am because I had my father and my mother in the same places, same house as me all the time. And me being uh, out here in California and having to fly yeah. back and forth to see them yeah, all the too. time. You know how that is, man. It's it's it's, yeah, it's troubling. It kills you. Kills yeah, you. It's killing. Kills it's, you. Ooh, yeah, it's strong. It's heavy. So to have them be inspired by seeing, hey, my dad's not just out there uh, just playing around and talking this inspirational talk. He's actually doing it, and I'm seeing it watching my favorite cartoon show and, you know, I grabbed this also from Terry Crews, uh, the notion that I can't tell my kids you can be whatever you want to be. And then I'm not being what I want to be because then I'm not truly a real example for them of what it means to be whatever you want to be. So that was that moment of solidification that, you know, my kids can now have a real model of what it looks like to be who and what you want to be. Now, tell us about that amazing song, Fall For You, that you co-wrote for Dancing With The Stars. So Dancing with the Stars Fall for You, that was a record by Leela James. Yep, that was Leela James's record, but I'm a songwriter on that record, co-produced with Rex Rideout. He had this uh, piano idea from what his son was playing one day. Comes to the studio, starts to play it. We go into this giant studio, and he's playing a real piano, and I'm on the other side, you know, helping produce and helping getting the right takes, and then we all 
you know, wrote the record together. And I think that record's at about 34, 35 million on YouTube right now. But wow. that record, man, is what actually got me a publishing deal with the president at the time of BMG. He saw, he heard the song as it played on Dancing with the Stars and realized I was the only writer on the song that didn't have a publishing situation because I handle all my stuff on my own. Right. And um, yeah, I got to go in and do a pub deal for a couple songs with him. Just watched as my gift made room for me just as being a songwriter. So to see my music on TV, man, and hear things that I've been involved with be on major platforms like this is just a testament of you know God's grace and mercy and how dope of uh, situations you can get into if you really just have a backup plan and never back down. Yeah, I like that. So if I'm a musician, musicians listening to right now, can you kind of take them through the process of, so you've already created your song, now what do you do mm-hmm. to protect it? Do you copyright it? And then how do you how do you get it from once it's finished, how do you get it out there so you can actually start getting paid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great question. And I love that you asked that because so many times right now, since technology has changed and everyone kind of has access to some type of studio, whether it be cheaper equipment, the home based studio, you know, everyone's excited about making music, but they have to remember that if you want to get into the music business, it's the music business. It's not the music music. And you have to understand that the business side, if you'd like to, you know, use music as a way to make a living for yourself. So one thing I always urge those who aren't familiar with it do is to sign up with a PRO, with a publishing rights organization, which whether it be BMI or ASCAP, from me to Jay-Z, these organizations track what's going on with your music. You can register as a songwriter for free, and then there's a small fee to register as a publisher. So then you become a publishing company once you fill out the paperwork and pay your fee because every song is broken down into 100%, but it's basically 200% because you get paid as a writer and as a publisher. So once you finish that song, you need to then go into your PRO and submit it to your catalog so that it's registered and break down the percents. If in my case, I write everything myself and produce it myself, so I get 100% of both sides, you're writing with a partner or a bunch of writers, then you break down the percents and find out which PRO they're with and then register their names with the song. That way, it'll start to track what your songs are doing and wherever they are, be it uh, YouTube or iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all these different places. They're able to give you a royalty based on whatever that rate is. And you can get your music on Spotify Apple Music, all these different platforms. I use personally TuneCore. TuneCore is an, a great company that helps you get your music on all these different platforms. So it's very important to not just be in love with making music, but also to understand how to monetize the music. Right. So I'm looking at all your credits on the internet movie database. So mm-hmm. if anyone just goes, you know, type in Joe Ryan and just look at his amazing credits. So all those is does that what you just said apply like are you still getting paid for music that you had already created for a lot of those shows? Absolutely. When you make music for TV, film, anything, uh it's, it's the same thing. You register it into your catalog. And it's going to track any network that is playing on. It's going to factor in those rates and you'll get paid if you set up 
and have your business together to be able to attract those royalties. Yeah, I like that. So I knew a famous uh, soccer player. He was from Canada. Mm-hmm. I, used, I, I manage apartment buildings, and he was one of my tenants, and his name was Tally. Mm-hmm. And he had retired, but he came out with his own clothing line. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Tally. And he had shirts, and he had hats, and he did it all out of his one-bedroom apartment. How do you do your clothing line? How do you get your stuff out there? And how From design and who does the marketing, how do you end up getting paid? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so with my clothing line, uh, my wife is the one who makes everything from scratch. Uh, literally, wow. uh, we go downtown and we, we go to the fashion district and we look at all the different uh, fabrics. We choose them, come up with the designs. Every everything that you see on any clothes that you see me wearing, she does from you know, start to finish. Uh, she not only designs it, but she manufactures it too. Advice I would give on a clothing line is just making sure it's authentic to you because I think clothes are a representation of who you are. To be authentic and to wear what you feel and who you are will start to show not only others your confidence, but it shows yourself. That's why I keep those three eyes on my hat and on my shirts because I have to constantly remind myself that I have to be me. You know, I wish or desire to look like or be like anyone else other than myself. And I have to remember, I'm the third. I'm not Joe Ryan the first or the second or even the fourth, my son. I have to be me. So it helps me continue to be authentic to myself. It's a lot of work, man. So uh, again, you understand why I give my wife the praise that I give her because it's such a (laughs) mountainous task to uh, design clothes, but to manufacture them too. She's special. I was watching like some of your videos and I noticed some of your videos just has a standalone picture while they're playing the music. And I think maybe because you want people focusing on the music and not watching the video, that could be one reason. And then other ones, you actually go ahead and you shoot the video where you're the actor in the video. Can you talk about that a little bit and what the decision making on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, some of them are lyric videos where, like you said, you just pay attention to the lyrical content and just get the music. Some of that, just to be transparent and authentic, is not having the means to or having the budget at the time to be able to shoot the video so I want to get it out there any by any means necessary you know backup plan is to never back down so if I can't shoot the video I can always edit one and throw the lyrics up there for people to get but when I actually do videos I want them to be authentic I want them to have a message and for people to understand that the song was made again to be in the pop realm of having a purpose behind it a lot of the videos and if you watch some of the commercials that even I've shot and that I'm putting together you know I I shoot a lot of that stuff on my own or my wife will hold the camera and I'll bring it back here, throw it in Final Cut or Premiere and and edit it, score it and, you know, make it happen because I don't think there's any room for excuses in creativity. And if you want something to get out, you just got to do it and put it out. And uh, hopefully you'll take some time soon to visit my YouTube as I just released a docu-series. And the first episode came out last Sunday. So many people always are intrigued by my story. And I have, of course, so many stories inside of my story. So I felt it was time to kind of tell that. You know, even the title of it, the 1879, The Drive of My Life, is, of mm-hmm. course, to show the actual drive of my life of, you know, driving different places and talking about my story. But it's also to show what drives me. You know, the drive of my life is, is purpose. So it's kind of like a mm-hmm. double play on words there. And um, every week I'm going to put together an episode and actually 
when we get finished with this interview, I'm going to finish the rest of the episode that has to come out tomorrow. So nice. it's an ongoing battle to make sure I'm getting it done, <laughs> for sure. Right. Well, eventually, you'll someone will pick it up, and they'll send a crew, and you'll just have to show up, just tell the story, and you won't have to do everything. Because I loved it when you went back to your old hometown, went back to your house, mm-hmm. and then the guy who lived there was also a rapper, and you were there inspiring him <sighs> and giving him hope to man. keep moving. That was, oh, man, come on powerful that's why i say man everything in divine time and nothing happens by accident it's no coincidence that actually when we pulled up to start shooting i was just going to you know kind of capture the house and talk about it in a interview style way uh when we got home but he walked up at the exact moment that we pulled into the driveway and then turns out that he's an aspiring rapper that just man god is so dope in his orchestration that's why i'm like man if you want to understand or really see why you you believe i'm so talented or so dope at what i do is because jesus is like the coldest of the coldest when it comes to orchestration plans design i mean he's like the dopest rapper of all time just read the bible and read some of the things that he says you'll see where it all comes from oftentimes people think it's you know my style or my swag or you know my fashion sense or my music or my smile or my personality it is only the jesus living inside of me that comes out that makes me so dope and what draws people to me they just may not interpret it that way but Mm -hmm. i have to let people know that that's what it really is so when joe ryan I mean, you're already a success, but when you come like a really huge success and you start getting Mm -hmm. the money, you talked about going back to Michigan and building. What's your purpose there? What might you do if you had the money for that? So one of the things I want to do is definitely to rehabilitate a lot of the schools that are closed because... You know, it's how can you move forward with any type of education that's not helping you learn and grow? My goal is to have not a traditional style of education that we've kind of been doing for the last, I don't know how many years, but an innovative take on education that can kind of meet kids where they are and to help take them to the next level as it relates to their skill set specifically. And I would like to have different things like, you know, the history books that are in the classes. I need them to have the real history. I need them to have the things that teach us about our city, that teach those kids what Flint really is, why it's so strong, why it's so resilient. The fact that it was the vehicle city before Detroit became the motor city and, you know, revitalized so many schools that were closed, but taking them to the next level by innovating and doing the things that are in this era. And then, definitely would love to attack that housing side to give opportunities for people to live a different environment, you know, because we are our environment. There's no surprise that I'm doing or living the way that I am because my environment growing up was that. So I think if we make the environments of living and education a bit better while also innovating the experience to meet us in the future instead of staying in the past or focusing so much on the present where we are now, then we can do that. And I would love to 
you know, put millions of dollars in my city and not just I would love to, but I will because it will happen no matter what. It will. That's just a brief outline of what I like to do in the city. I love that Elon Musk is showing his support to the city of Flint. Talked to my mom yesterday about maybe reaching out to him and finding a way to maybe partner and maybe we do, you know, 10 cities, 20 cities and drive to each city in a Tesla and all the proceeds hmm. of each performance in each concert could go back to the city, you know, and at the same time it promotes Tesla and it also promotes my city and also gives them funds and resources that they need to revitalize that city. That's awesome. So that's what you do when you get that money and you will you say you in that recording studio and you go oh elvis presley here and you know and this guy here you know five years ten years from now they're gonna say joe ryan the third was right in that right there man joe ryan the third because i don't understand why you're not a household name right now but i do understand because you got to keep digging and keep going and and i think yeah i think you're gonna be a household name i mean you got the foundation it's not trash you're putting out there you're putting out like awesome stuff but what i wanted to get around to is your keynote speaking and how you go back to the schools and you get up on stage and you're tell me a little bit about that and i want to know how do you feel afterwards man that's some of the dopest most impactful work that I do, not just for other people, but for me too. Because again, environment, I always watch my dad go up and preach, you know, as a kid and see him on a stage, just really projecting all these messages to help people uplift themselves. This feels like kind of like progression of that. And I get to, you know, have the attention of people in a direct way. I try to for the keynotes, man, I really try to have a one-on-one conversation. Like I'm, I'm conversing as if I was talking to one person directly, but the bonus is that there's always more than one person in the room right, right. and it feels up that energy and I feed off their energy. But the fact that I get to go around and speak and, you know, just, you know, last month I spoke at, uh, at UCLA. And then before that, I spoke at a uh, Southwestern law school and I was up on a panel speaking with the same attorney that is the attorney of Tupac's estate. It was just powerful, man, because it's like, you know, I'm doing all these things and speaking at these places. I don't have a degree. I actually left college, but it's important to mm. always tell people I did leave education. Um, mm. So to be doing these things and to be able to, you know, kind of help put some plant some good seeds into the culture i love to get on the stage and inspire people man like and see them come up after and say you changed my life and exactly help me see something that i didn't see before or you're the reason i'm gonna go further and not give up and now i'm gonna go to music college or do whatever it is they want to do there's Perfect. really no other feeling that i could compare to getting up on the stage and speaking to people that's right because they're just looking for that one person person to say, you're good enough. You're good enough. I've had my own uh, service business for 30 years, and now I'm actually mentoring mm-hmm. people to start their own service wow. business. I did a little beta wow. group, and this guy living in his van, you know, he's a plumber. I'm a master plumber myself, and we had wow. that plumbing connection, and he wanted to do this. I'm saying, man, you got to go take your test. I mean, you're right there. Don't let it slip. Within 90 days, he finally mm-hmm. finished it. He got his journeyman's plumbing license. He got in mm-hmm. the union. He started a little handyman business all in 90 mm-hmm. days. 
And his thing to me was, John, that Monday phone call at 530, Mm -hmm. that's what keeps me going. Having somebody that believes in me, that wants to transfer that knowledge to me, made all the difference in the world. So that's why I was asking you about the feeling, because I did all that for free. And I'm just like, oh, it feels so good. I'm going to do another beta group now for free. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, see, that when it's when it's purpose, you'll do it for free. I think yeah. people need to understand that notion that when you are truly walking in purpose and doing any extension of what you were put on this earth to do, you can do it for free because the money will, it has to come, right? It has yeah. to eventually come to you for what you're doing because you're adding so much value. As long as you're adding value to other people, the money has to come because I don't know about you, but I haven't seen anything else in this world that has value on it and doesn't have a price. So it, eventually mm-hmm. someone has to pay for it, whether it yeah. be you know, this person or the next, the money will come. But as long as you give it for free, it shows the intent. And, you know, as the Bible says, you reap what you sow. So you're sowing seeds of value into other people right now with what you're doing. And you're going to reap the benefits of that um, whenever God chooses to unlock that door for it to come crashing down on you in ways that you never imagined. Awesome. So to save me eight hours of editing, I'm going to have to do a two-part series on you. There's no way I'm getting this in 20 minutes. <laughs> It's, you know, 25 minutes. So it's going to be part one and part two. So I want to give this opportunity. Is there anything else that you want to say out there or how can people can contact you or what's your closing message? Wow. First, I just would love to thank you for having me uh, on your show and allowing me the opportunity to um, share my story and to share my purpose with others that I uh, haven't met before or would not have heard me without you. So I just wanted to thank you for opening this door of opportunity for me. Um, you're an incredible person just hearing briefly your story and about you and your life and your wife and everything, man, is just really inspiring. So as much as uh, the inspiration is flowing from this side over to you, it's definitely flowing from that side over to me. So I definitely appreciate and and sincerely thank you for uh, having me on today. And I want to leave people with um, the three uh, ways that I live my life briefly. It's just 100% faith, 0% doubt. My backup plan is to never back down. And no matter what it is, to be about purpose over perfection. And I also would just love to tell others, if you are sitting listening to this amazing podcast right now, and you don't know about God, you don't know about Christ, or you've had a bad experience with those who are supposed to represent Christ, and you feel like you want to get closer and feel like you have strayed away, you can do that right now. You don't have to wait to go to church and see a pastor or a reverend or sit with a priest or go in a room and confess your sins to another human imperfect person. All you need to do is confess with your mouth that you believe that he is able to change you, that he died for you, and that he can take you to a place that was better than where you were a minute ago or five minutes ago or yesterday. Forgiveness is there for you. You don't have to stay in that condemned space. You should, If you feel any type of conviction right now in your chest or in your heart, I would love for you to reach out to me on any platform. My at is Joe, J-O-E-R-Y-A-N-I-I-I 
I will pray with you. We can pray a prayer. You are forgiven, and you can give your life to Christ at any moment, any particular moment. And for those who don't believe or think it's all fake or don't understand it, it's okay. It's really okay because we all were at a point where we didn't know. But one of the worst things in the world is to not know that you don't know. So if you're under the sound of my voice, Jesus Christ is real. He's the reason that any of these opportunities or celebrities or all this stuff that you love to hear about, um, he's the reason for it all. And he can make it happen for you, too, because there's actually enough to go around. He has more than enough. So I'll end there. And uh, yeah, man. That's all I got for today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we need. You definitely talk to me. I definitely, your words definitely got in my heart, and I'm looking forward to my church tomorrow with my wife. Thank you so much, Joe, for being my guest. I really appreciate it. I think it was powerful, and uh, you touched me personally even before I spoke with you. So thank you very much. Absolutely, man. No problem. I'm looking forward to getting this cast so I can share it with the world and they can uh, hear all about what you're doing and continue to tune in beyond just uh, this. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you soon, man. God bless you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. You made my day. Oh, no problem, man. Likewise, you did the same for me. So uh, thanks, man. Keep in touch and definitely keep me updated with everything. I'll be paying attention and uh, tuning in and listening to your show now, too. So uh, we're we're connected now, man. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. This was my favorite interview personally because it touched me emotionally and it touched me in my heart. If you want to find more about Joe, just go to JoeRyanIII.com. That's JoeRyanIII.com. There you'll find links to his internet movie database page where you'll find all of his credits from The Voice to Dancing with the Stars. There's a link to his YouTube channel where you can get involved and watch his docu-series. You'll also be able to hear his music, his P.O.P. album, that stands for Purpose Over Perfection, as well as his album 1879. That was the amount of miles that he drove from the Midwest to Hollywood. And remember, his backup plan is to never back down. Next up on episode 108 is my good friend, Louisa Abernathy. I've known her for over 30 years. She's a working actress She helps feed the homeless. She's never driven a car. She's taken the bus to get around in Hollywood. She's been a working actress for over 30 years. She has the biggest heart than anyone I've ever known. Every year for 30 years, I have always received a birthday card in the mail from her. This is one amazing person. She's worked with every star in Hollywood. She's a prime example if you're an actor or an actress wanting to come to Hollywood that you can make it in this town without even driving. So if you would love to be a guest on Actors 2020 Podcast, send me an email to actors2020podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm Johnny Keith, your host, where we promote one actor at a time. If you're an actor and you would love to be promoted, just contact us at actors2020podcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called The Lesson. Because life 
is a bitch. Gee, really? Why don't you tell me something I don't already know? Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, or class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. And don't be so tight. Take it easy, E. We got the whole night. Yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't want to stop because I just might explode. I'll tell you what, home slice. I'm twice as nice as any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, it's hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you. I'm better than snow. I don't moonwalk or dunk like these Michael J's. But I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen. Learn. Because here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down. JK is going to take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful. You're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Because I'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one. It's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello? I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an L.A. riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Clawing, scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it. I'm a box office straw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion. You can be like me, enjoying fame and fortune. Boom. That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out.